Hello, 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 and thank you for joining another enticing episode of Geek Vibes Live. We have a great show for you tonight, starring with one of our guests, and if you can guess who he is, I might give you a cookie. He is an Irish-Canadian voice actor and singer who is best known for his portrayal of the Marvel Comics character Wolverine in the X-Men, the animated series, and Marvel vs. Capcom series of video games. I know what you're thinking, punk. question is, can I get Wolverine before he turns me to shish kebab with those claws? Seeing as how these claws are adamantium, the strongest metal known, and can slice through vanadium steel like a hot knife through butter, buddy, you gotta ask yourself, do I feel lucky? Okay, um, well, I don't know. Let's see, five, four, three, two, one. If you guessed Cal Dodd, you get a cookie. And I want everybody in the Geek Vibes Nation to give it up for Wolverine himself, Cal Dodd. How are you doing, sir? Yo. How are you doing Hello. today? I'm great. Is this Caitlin? There yes, you are. That was Caitlin. great to hear that. That was great to hear that speech. <laughs> I love that speech. Oh, well, I'm glad I know you what you're it. thinking, I punk. <laughs> it didn't sound like me. It didn't sound like you. You don't think it sounded like you? Over I, the phone, I, um, it didn't sound like me. Oh yeah. Do you do you uh, ever see any of the any of the cartoons over again? Do you watch them over again? Oh yeah. I just started doing that. Oh, I just yeah? got I got uh, I got them on uh, BlueTube or whatever the hell doing it. Blue something. Uh, about uh, Blue something. six, four or five, five, four or five, six months ago. I started watching. It's just fantastic watching them again. Oh, brings back really a lot cool. of memories. So, a lot of memories, I bet, I bet. Uh, and oh, yeah. you primarily record, recorded in Canada, yes? Yes, we did. All the, all, did. The, okay. uh, X-Men were, all the X-Men were from Canada. Oh, wow. Well, not, I mean, not, not really. I mean, Wolverine was the only one that was Canadian, but in the, yeah. all the actors were, were Canadians, yeah, and all the production was from the States, L.A. and New York. Oh. Do you know yeah. why that so was? They flew, they, it was a... Pardon? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, it it was. Um, they would fly in. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. They, they would fly in. And it's weird. So they but they would fly <laughs> in um, every other week. Whenever you know when we were doing the thing, they'd fly in from New York and L.A. and uh, we would record it. But all the all, all right. the studio was in, was in Canada, and all the actors were Canadian. Okay, all right. Uh, do you? Um, so, what came first for you? Because I know you're also a musician. Uh, do you? Did that come first? Did the music come first, or did the voice out, overacting come first, or was it kind of you did the two at once? Are you trying, you, I'm sorry. What, what's the question? Uh, the, the I'm just having is, a problem uh, hearing because I'm on my cell phone. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Um, do you know uh, what came first for you, uh, music or voice over acting? Oh, big time music. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I sang. Uh, I recorded in the studios here for years doing. Um, I was like the top jingle singer in Canada. 
So, you know, I was singing for beer, cereals, anything like that. And I was singing all my life. My parents were, were great singers and um, my brothers and sisters. My little brother, Rory, was with Meatloaf and uh, the uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart uh, with Bonnie Tyler. You know that tune? Oh, Turn around every now and then I get a little bit lonesome. Well, that's my little brother, Rory. That's. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I love, yeah, I he, love so that he was. Song. Yeah, he was in Manhattan for from uh, for about uh, twenty, thirty years, Rory. So you know, so he's uh, a New Yorker. A New Yorker. Oh, so, very cool. Yeah. So so anyway, the music was huge, and it was like the big part of 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 my family's life and myself. And when I so I naturally, uh, for the first twenty years of my career in Toronto, that's all I was doing was uh, singing in studios, to beer commercials, you know, jingles, uh, people's albums, background stuff, and Anne Murray stuff, and. Um, Touring with Joe Cocker across Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, oh, wow. everything that singers and session singers do, that's what I was doing. And then the voiceover thing did not come until until ni- the 1990s. Okay. Okay, and, so you and, were and much you were long before that. Oh, yeah. And I, 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 like, oh, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have an agent for, for, for voiceover at all. I wasn't doing voiceover. Uh, you, you know, mm-hmm. the voiceover artists would come in in the studios, and I would be, we would be singing for like an hour or two, and the voiceover guy would come in and like say, Molson X, Great Ale, <laughs> or whatever, like for about mm-hmm. five minutes, and he would get twice the money that we were getting. I said, there's something wrong here. <laughs> so I went into that field. Oh, you were like, I'm in the yeah. wrong business. I need to switch. Um, so yeah. <laughs> for you, uh, did voicing Wolverine hurt your vocal cords at all, or and how did you? Oh yeah. Uh, mitigate that. Uh, how did you, you kind of depen- heal them? After? It it depended on the episode, Caitlin. If mm-hmm. if if there was a fight scene with with myself and um um you know what's this uh, Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. If there was if whenever Sabretooth and I were in a in a show or an, an episode together. It was like crazy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I bet. I, I'm sure there's a lot of growling. I couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of I growling, remember. a lot of screaming. Yeah, and a lot of growling. And I, if I had a jingle to do like a so- song to sing, you know, that same day, forget it. I, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah, it was so it was hard just on those scenes, just for those particular episodes when there was a lot of fighting and stuff going on. Because my voice got used to just, you know, talking down there and doing that stuff. But when you have to scream, it just, it's, you know, you're screaming from the wrong place. And it, yeah, it, it was like, it was hard on the vocal cords, but like I say, not very often. So did you like what, honey tea or, or did you do anything to kind of heal that or? Yeah, beer. kind of rolled with it. Beer. <laughs> yeah, beer. Beer, beer works. Beer, beer yeah. is a good, it, it heals oh, everything. Yeah. Oh, no, I that, know. That my mother, my mother. Yeah, my mother had a. We have a delay here, don't we? Because sometimes I'm talking and then you're. I'm over. I'm cutting you off and stuff. So anyway, my mom would uh, had this because she was a vocal music teacher, and so she said, you know, eat the lem- drink the lemon with um, lemon, drink the tea with lemon and uh, honey, whatever. To, you know, because the lemon will cut the crap that's on your vocal cords, and the honey will soothe it. And I said, yeah, okay, mom. Mm-hmm. Beer does that for me too. <laughs> so great thing anyway. to tell your mother. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, yeah. I know. so oh well, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do and Wolverine Wolverine without beer, I mean, come on, that's you just can't do it. Um, so 
how do you feel about Hugh Jackman's interpretation of the role? Well, it's it's, it's the movie, movie Wolverine he created. And I thought he was fantastic. And I've only mm-hmm. I've only seen um, I've only seen like one or two of the movies because it's just a, it was a bit weird watching it. Uh, um, yeah. Because I mean he's he was six foot whatever and, and huge and Wolverine was like you know five foot three, uh, very built like a, a fire hydrant. And it's just mm-hmm. weird, kind of weird. But I, I thought he was fantastic, and he captured the essence of um, you know the the lonely, uh, tense tense Wolverine character. So Absolutely. and and when I first when I first met him, uh, in the year ninety nine or two thousand, we had just finished the uh, the animated series, uh, five years of it, and he was in to shoot the very first movie, and we were we were all mm-hmm. of this do or whatever, and he had had to, he has had to listen to the my voice, the Wolverine from the animated series, because that was his only mm-hmm. reference. So he had he yeah, came up absolutely. to me and he said. And he came out to me and like shook hands and I said, "Pleasure to meet you." He said, "Yeah, mate, I got to tell you, I'm getting really tired listening to your voice." <laughs> Which, yeah. you know, I mean, he's, he, was, he was being very nice and, he, and I said, "Well, I'm sorry." He said, "No, no, I, I just, just, you know, I've been listening to it for a long, long time now." He, I think mm-hmm. he was fantastic. Absolutely, yeah. He, he's a really, yeah. really nice guy. Um, I, I had the pleasure of meeting him at one point uh, for for a. I won a contest and I got to fly to New York and, and meet him and interview him and uh, Patrick Stewart. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience. And I really like, everybody's like, Oh, he's the nicest guy in Hollywood. And you get that impression. Oh, yeah. well, what if he isn't, what if it's all hype? What if it's like all smoke and mirrors? And when I met him, <laughs> he, he couldn't have been more genuine. He's just a really nice yeah. down to earth kind of dude. He, he, he yeah. I really had a great time talking to him. Um, but That's enough super. about that guy. <laughs> enough about that guy. <laughs> enough uh, of that guy. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. We're we're here to talk about you. Um, so what are you up to right now? Uh, same stuff, like you know, the voiceovers, whatever's products again, whatever's happening, whatever's you know, just voiceovers and singing with a big band, a big uh, twenty-piece orchestra, big big uh, horn band thing. Mm-hmm. Which oh, you know, gosh, I mean, Mister 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 Jackman was like a singer himself. Yeah, oh so yeah, I, I, uh, it, I find I it did. very, I find it very cool that the two Wolverines are singers as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, have you heard yeah. Richard his uh, version of the letter with Richard Mark? It's a live version. Version of version of what? The letter by it's Richard Marks and Hugh Jackman, and it's I mean it's phenomenal. The letter? You mean like give me a ticket for an airplane? Yes. Yeah. No, I haven't. It's it's a oh it's a, it's a live version of them singing it. I mean, I, at a concert, at Richard Marks is like, here, I'd like to bring out my friend uh, Hugh Jackman, and they just they sing the song, and uh, oh my god, chills up my spine. I run to it uh, at the gym who, because who? it's just it, it's Hugh and who? It's uh, Hugh Jackman Marks. and who? Richard, Richard Marks. Marks? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's, it's a really just well done. Is it on YouTube? Uh, it might be on YouTube. I have it on my Spotify, um, and it's under the letter with Richard Marks, Hugh Jackman, um, a night out, 
and uh, it's I mean it's absolutely amazing. It's it, it's a really well done piece, and uh, they they flow together really really well. Um, more, more, and uh, more about the big band stuff because I'm I'm a huge jazz fan. Um, I oh, grew up with it. Uh, yeah, I went to jazz fest all the time with my dad. Uh, my grandfather was a jazz musician up until his death uh, at 98. Uh, he used wow. to play in clubs. Uh, up into his late 90s, he played in clubs. He always said that uh, jazz was one of the great loves of his life. And uh, well, I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm going to sure. send I'm going to wow I'm going to send you my CD then. Oh, I recorded this oh, about five goodness. years ago. It's a jazz CD. It's, it's like you know, it's a, a big, not a big band. It's like a, a, the best players, the best jazz musicians in Canada, uh, like are, are on this thing. Oh, and wow. the, we just did it. We just did it to. I just picked like fifteen of my favorite, you know, old time tunes, whatever. And like, mm-hmm. like I, I did the version of um, At Last. You know, the, oh, you know, wow. what's her name? At last, my love has come along. That you um, know, At Last and Summertime. Uh, uh, anyway, so I, I'll have to send that to you. So make sure you give me your uh, where I can send it to you before before we yeah. hang up. Oh yes, definitely. Um, or I can uh, I can message you on, on Twitter. We'll get that all yeah. figured out. Yeah. Um, and okay. thank you so much. That is amazing. I got well, to welcome. listen to that. Um, I yeah. ooh, I'm a huge fan. I actually just saw the documentary Chasing Train with my dad. There's Jazz Fest going on in Anchorage, Alaska, right now. And I saw the documentary Chasing Train about uh, Coltrane. And it, it was mm-hmm. uh, Denzel, Wa- Denzel Washington. It's absolutely amazing. So if you ever get a chance to check that out, uh, please do. Um, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up uh, for me and pass things off to okay. my buddy Joel. And he's going to take really good care of you, ask you some great questions. And uh, it has been an honor to talk to you, sir. Thank you so, so well, much. You are a very talented individual. Thank you very, very much, Caitlin. All right. You have a great day. And back day. at you. Okay, you too. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye, honey. <laughs> Hi. Hello, Joel. Hi, Kyle. How I'm are you? I'm over from here. I'm good. I'm good. Um, good. So, Caitlin, did I've asked a few questions. Now I'm going to take over from here and ask you some of my questions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Now here we go. So, um, shoot. What Bob. was your? Uh, I think you got. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was your inspiration for voicing Wolverine? Um, the the casting session was a uh, out from out of the blue because I had no idea who Wolverine was. I had no idea who the X Men were. And I got a call from an agent because I, I was telling Caitlin I did not do voiceovers. I was a singer mainly, and so I, I got this um, call from this agent out of the blue. Um, uh, Karen Gora was her name, who was doing the casting for, for the uh, production people for the X-Men, the animated series. And she phoned me and said, would you be interested in auditioning for this? She said, they've been looking for months for this character. I said, we're looking for what? What are you talking about? And she said, it's, a, it's an animated series. And I said, well, well sure, Where, where's the audition? I went to the audition, and I went in. I just told you, I didn't know who this person was. So they gave me a script, and the, the guy said, I said, so who, who's Wolverine? What does he do? What's he like? You know, I mean, I know nothing of, of him. And the guys, they told me in a very quick lesson, a little story, whatever, and had a picture of him, you know, a, a temporary drawing, not the, the true animation that it ended up being, but like whatever. And I said, oh, interesting. 
And I said, so who's he like? And they said, well, what does he sound like? He said, well, he's maybe Ward Bond, who's a really old actor. Uh, uh, Clint Eastwood, Steve McQueen, who was like very introverted and very cool, but, you know, in a, in a Steve McQueen kind of way. And I said, okay. <clears throat> so I added to my to that after reading a couple of times, I added Wolfman Jack. Do you remember Wolfman Jack? Very vaguely. Well, he was he was a disc jockey and stuff like Wolfman Jack, baby, and who was on you know all the all the rock and roll shows, and he was like the be all and end all of, of the announcers and stuff back in the sixties, seventies, whatever. It's Wolfman Jack, baby, coming at ya, that kind of a thing. So I threw a lot, a bit of him and. Uh, Eastwood and whatever into into the whole thing and the script they gave me was um, uh, it was very short but uh, I identified with it immediately having grown up in a tough little town in, in Ontario on the lake and stuff and just heard these lines from, from different in, fight scenarios and so the, you know this the, the line was um, you know and I'm trying to I'm in my head going how do I put all these voices together and you mind you didn't come immediately it was, but it, you know literally I was there and I read it four times well and it, so it was like um the line was um uh you like picking on people smaller than you well i'm smaller than you pick on me pal and they all just threw <laughs> their hands up they threw their hands up in the studio and like hello <laughs> what is that <laughs> like holy cow wow. can you read some more can you read some more stuff for us they said well sure and they gave me that i know what you're thinking punk question is can I get Wolverine before he throws me the shish kebab with those claws? Well, bub, seeing as how these claws are adamantium, the stainless metal known, the strongest metal known, and can slice through vanadium steel like a hot knife through butter, buddy, you got to ask yourself, do I feel lucky? They just, they just went, thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, book them, Dano. <laughs> and I was so flipped out because they... Uh, they phoned me that, that night, and I went like, well, so I still don't know who he is or what I'm doing. They said, don't worry about it. You're going to have – you're in for five great years. This, it's just – he said you were fantastic. I mean, you, we've been looking for months. Wolverine was the last one that they were casting because he was so important to the series. And I, I just – it was truly the, the the greatest five years in the studio I've had that I've spent doing doing my buddy Logan. That's amazing. That line is one yeah. of my favorite lines to boot. So you you made my day there, Kyle. You just made my day. Thanks, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Hey>, Joel. <laughs> uh, how, how did you feel the first time you heard someone else voice Wolverine? I've never heard anyone else voice Wolverine. No, I, well, I don't know where I would hear. No. No, never. I, I heard no, I, no. That's a lie. The, the first one I heard, <clears throat> excuse me, was so they tried it. I, I don't know where in Australia they had this Australian Wolverine, and I, you know, I couldn't even listen to that for. I, I just, I just turned it off. It was ridiculous. Oh, okay. an Aussie accent. The very first thing they ever did or tried to do it was an Australian guy. You're right. You're and right. I, you're you know, absolutely I, right. Yeah, and, and I, I, other than that, I've never heard anyone else. Maybe I Joel, maybe I heard the guy I, I, I might have heard because we didn't get it here um, Somebody in LA was After our series They did a, a, a new X-Men series But I think they were younger I think when the X-Men were younger or something Yeah, X-Men Evolution Okay So I, I think I might have heard Who it was that was doing that And I thought, well that's fine That's, that's what it is It just wasn't 
ain't my copy. That ain't me. But... <laughs> That's for damn sure. So it, it, yeah. No, no, it's a little. It was just not annoying, but it was just like, well, why didn't they ask me to do this? You know. I agree. And I often ask me that, ask myself that question, and I just, you know, well, they're in LA. I guess they wanted their own people to do it. I said, fine. I did. I did five years. I created the guy, so he's mine. He's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No. Totally. I, I always ask myself yeah. things. Whoever brings Cal down, I never understood that, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. No. I know. Um, has uh, any other Wolverine come to, uh, come to you for advice? Has any what? Any other Wolverine uh, actor or voice actor come to you for advice? No, never. No, never. No, I that's, heard nothing since, since we when we finished in 1997. That's the last I heard from from anyone. Yeah, uh, you know, oh, except you know when when they were doing the movie and stuff, and wonder if I was interested. So no. As I, uh, to bringing him to life on film was just, was just you know, I had the beauty of working with these, these you know, this animation was just, was so brilliant for for the animated series. It was like right. it was the first of a, of its kind, and it put the Fox Network on on the in, in, on the map because they were they were struggling behind NBC and CBS. Well, when they took the X Men series, it raised them to the we're going nuts every Saturday for the X Men animated series. Oh, I know. I was one of them. <laughs> I was there. Yeah, no. No, and it was such the writing was so fantastic and uh, you know, it's so deep and it was just, you know, it was the first ever. Like, you know, and, and you know, even simple stuff like you never whoever heard in a cartoon show at the beginning of the of every episode it was like previously on X-Men. <laughs> you only oh, heard that on like on like on like series and stuff, you know, and like real life series like previously on you know, whatever. But this was like previously on the X-Men. I just think, holy shit, this is serious stuff, and it was. Yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. was. It was. They don't make. They don't make it like that no more. They really don't. They, they no, they don't. no, they don't. No, they don't. More kitty now. It's unfortunate, actually. Yeah. Uh, did, are, are you, did you are ever you have? A... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. Did you have a favorite X Men animated series uh, episode? Yes, I do. I have a couple of them. I had. I have. Uh, I love the Nightcrawler because it showed Wolverine's. Again, he his his. Uh, he was such a loner, and um, um, and deep, and he was he's very introverted into himself and stuff. And he he wouldn't let out, afraid to show any kind of emotions whatsoever. And in Nightcrawler, he that with uh, he showed. Well, it's, you know, the night caller saying, uh, Logan, think think with your heart. You should think with your, you know, and um, he ends up, that episode, Rogue finds him in a church in, in France, and he's kneeled down with the with the Bible that Nightcrawler gave to him um, mm-hmm. to, you know, to think about, you know, and he's saying, and he's repeating and reading from the Bible, and, like, and almost in tears, just like saying a prayer in church, which I found was like very... Very like, deep for, a, for a, an animated series. It was just, it was just a cool. That, and I, I loved that episode because you know Nightcrawler sort of took him aside and said, "Hey Logan, think with your heart. You shall, you know, that whole stuff." And the other one was when he actually laughed because I, 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 we never knew how he was going to laugh if he ever laughed. And he did the right. uh, when they went to Genosha. The episode was. Um, uh, uh, saber tooth. It starts out with a saber tooth. Well, no, that's another one. Cold Vengeance is the name of that episode. With saber tooth fights, of course, 
doing the fights was like horrendous, but watching it when it's back. And he goes to the visits the Eskimos. He leaves because uh, Gene's getting married or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. and Sabretooth or him are fighting because he's gone back up north for skiing and all that stuff. He meets Sabretooth and Sabretooth throws him over the uh, off the snow bank or whatever down into the river water below. And he's, he comes up, he's floating on an ice, a little piece of an iceberg. And he's a, but Sabretooth is yelling down at him, you know, and you always wearing a lucky bum, whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> and Wolverine in his classic side says, like, quietly to himself, says, at least I won't have to listen to your flapping mouth anymore. <laughs> yeah, as he's floating down the, on hanging onto a piece of rock. At least I won't have to listen to your flapping mouth anymore. And then you know, and then he, the, the, the Eskimos rescue him and they bring him back to their camp. And he's um, there's you know he helps them out and he fishes like you know and he insults the uh, the new young kid that thought he was the tough guy and yes you know. And he double crosses Wolverine, and you know he he gets all the fish and catches them. So they they're throwing him up in the air with blankets, and I'm only like, what? He's actually going to laugh, and he's laughing, going like, whoa! As <laughs> they're throwing him up in the air, like, ha, 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 ha. you know, whatever his laugh sounded like. And then the the, the his the end of that again into himself because no one ever he was always by himself and always lonesome. And this the chief of the of the Inuit tribe says says. Uh, Wolverine, my friend, whatever. And Wolverine, they cut off the heat. The chief walks away and they cut to Wolverine. And he just says to the camera, like he's just at the camera. He just looks straight ahead and says, <laughs> you, you called me friend. One line, you called me friend. And he could see in his face like, wow, like his heart was full. He said, no one ever calls me friend. You know, so that I loved that episode. And like just stuff that brought, brought out his softness and his softness towards Jubilee because he loved her like a little sister uh, you know and you know, you know he, when he almost hurt when he almost hurt her when he said to Professor Xavier I was like I'm leaving the X-Men because I almost I almost took a, a kid cut me off I almost I ripped up you know I almost killed him he said a kid cut me off in traffic and I heard Jubilee like whatever he was just you know t- and tell, tell Cyclops I made him a, a convertible a convertible <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that line <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, well, he had the greatest. He had the greatest lines. He did. He had some of the best one-liners like ever. Oh shoot! Yeah, like and like, where did the the line all of a sudden in the middle of something? I went like, what's that mean? But they said, well, it's just him being him. And I said, okay, because you know, he's, he's, it was I guess the first one or first two issues with episodes with like morph or whatever. He's explaining about something, and at the end of the sentence, he says, "Got bit by a dog too." Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Oh, geez, yeah, you're Wolverine, okay, buddy? Yeah, I got bit by a dog, too. <laughs> oh, God, love him. Yeah, he was an amazing character. And I mean, your, I mean, your interpretation of Wolverine has made me fall in love with the character to begin with. And like those one-liners were all, like so memorable. Mainly because I probably saw oh, the I first don't. episode. <laughs> the first episode huh? I had the Sentinels a million times, so it's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh no, he was a, he was just such a character. They loved writing for him. You know, and he doing the the thing with because um, in the studio with Norm Norm uh, Spencer, who played um, uh, you know Wolverine's favorite Cyclops, yeah, teacher's pet, yeah. not with Cyclops, <laughs> because, because you know he's got his love of his life, Gene. I mean, he's he's you know that broke his heart. You know, you got pretty boy anytime, pretty boy. Just, just love it. 
All I've those kind of lines directed. Oh yeah, teacher's pet and like, what teacher's pet got get a little nervous or something? <laughs> I love them. I used to call it Gambit Gumbo. I used to love all that. Oh yeah. Furball. Oh shoot, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Gumbo. Oh, I know. <laughs> I love yeah. all that. That was always insulting somebody. Uh, it sure uh, was. <laughs> uh, and I sure miss X- it. Not, I would, I would miss it too. Did you have a favorite X Men that wasn't Wolverine? Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> he didn't like any. He didn't like any of them. He spent the whole time trying to. They were, you know, as as Cyclops, you know, Professor Xavier said, "Where's Wolverine?" And <laughs> Cyclops and his Captain America type voice. Oh, he's off doing his own thing. <laughs> That's right, pal. Anywhere to get away from you. No, um, I don't know. I, I, I really, I don't have. No, I didn't have a favorite other than that. I liked, I liked Gambit. Uh, no, I loved Rogue. I thought I, did, I loved her voice, and you know, she was a great kid. And uh, yeah, I like Rogue. I liked her spunk and the accent and stuff. And yeah, her and well, of course Jubilee, because Jubilee turns out. I mean, and this is uh, this is a true story. I had a TV show for five years before before I did all this stuff, and across the street lived this girl her name was Allison Court and she used to sit she was like you know she's about I'm going to say at that point she was like 14 years of age for 13 14 something like that and she and her girl little girlfriend would sit out front I had just moved into the neighborhood where she lived and they would sit out in front of my house on the side of the curb because I was I, you know I was a star in Canada it was a syndicated series called Circus it was syndicated all over the world but so I was like a big deal like then I moved into the neighborhood they would sit there and they wait for me to come out of my house and she ended wow. up being Jubilee. She ended up being Jubilee. And oh, the two what? of us, it was just hilarious. Yeah. That is a, that's a nice story. See, I would never get that. Yeah. No, it was she, and so we, you know, she, and I couldn't believe it that she was, I, you know, I, I loved her like a little sister. And then, you know, he, he would die for, for Jubilee. So, you know, we had, a, we were very close during the taping. All of us actually, but you know, the party that we had after the whole series was over was in my backyard. So, and she still lived here across the street from me. It was just hilarious. That's funny. That's really funny. Well, I know we only have you here for like now. I think we're we're running out of time for you. Um, I wanted to say to you, it's been an honor. Like, it's like I'm like I'm sweating right now. That's how uh, you're like a legend to me. Like, like my childhood was revolved around Wolverine, Batman, Spider-Man, but Wolverine. Was my man, and you were the—you're still the voice of Wolverine to me. So, like, I just want to say it's—it was—it's been a complete honor to talk to you, and um, you made my day, you made my week, you made my year. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joel, it's been my pleasure, and you guys have been a riot. You've been wonderful to talk to, uh, and, and as far as I'm concerned, I'm the only Wolverine too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's the—that's this. I'm the first. I'm—I'm I'm the first, and I'm going to be the last. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> so you guys be good. So you're going now, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, unless you want to stay longer, we're good. <laughs> no. Okay. So I'm uh, I'm good too. I mean, I need another beer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Have one on me, bro. ladies and gentlemen. The legendary I'm... Cal Dodd. That was amazing. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. And tell, don't don't forget if you, if you want some CDs, I'll send them to you. You know, you guys. Let me know how many you want me to send. All right, absolutely.
Okay, so uh, let me know through the text or whatever. Uh, you know, I got to I got to preface. I got to tell you that this I'm I'm brand new to this tweeter twit tweeter stuff. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I really don't have a effing clue half the time if I'm even responding properly. It's just unbelievable. I'll, I'll, I'll go to. It says if you send it, says it said sending a private message, and it, below your messages it says reply. I push reply, and it comes up, and I type the message and send it. And about two minutes later, I get this notice notice from Twitter saying, you know, if you need some help, <laughs> you can call us call us at this number because we can't put it through. And I'm like, what? I just fucking press press reply, pal. <laughs> So, but but so I have to. So if it's on, it was because it comes it comes as email after it comes as a tweet. It it comes into my phone as an email. So, but if I go to the tweet, it I then I can answer it, and I've got the stream of the whole conversation with you guys, like you know, prior to this conversation, I've got it all. So I have no idea what I'm doing. So, so yeah, get that information to me, and somehow magically I'll send those CDs. <laughs> we'll definitely get to you, Cal, and we appreciate having you on again. And, uh, you know, if you want to message us, we'll we'll try to teach you Twitter. Um, there's a couple of guys in our group that are really good at it. Just definitely come yeah. back. And uh, if you could, Kevin Conroy's in the swing, too. You need to go with Batman, make an album together. That's all I'm saying. You don't, you don't – I, I don't ask for any money. Just Batman and Wolverine, Kevin Conroy and you doing a swing jazz album. Think about it. <laughs> well, does he sing? Yeah, 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 he's got a great voice, actually. You're better. You're better. I'll, I'll, be I'll the, give you I'll that. I'll be the judge of that, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll fucking, I'll, I'll ask him, you know, sing me something there. Go ahead, Kev, you go. <laughs> and then I'll take my, yeah, okay. Okay, whatever you, whatever you say, let me know. <laughs> we'll do it. Absolutely. Okay, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right. Thanks, wow, man. that was an amazing interview. Cal Dodd. Give it up for Caitlin and give it up for Joelle. You, you guys both did great. Uh, still got a show to do. I, I'm like I'm on cloud like 25 right now. I know Joelle's probably awesome. shaking. I just talked to him for like a short period of time and I'm freaking out. Oh, oh I'm sweating. Anyways, I'm sweating. You sweaty a little bit? Very. All right. So apparently, uh, you guys got a little bit of a uh, something Cal Cal Dodd did for us. Could you um? Could you play that by any chance? Hey, Bubs. This is Cal Dodd. You're now listening to Geek Vibes Live. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That is amazing. Holy okay. crap. That was awesome. I've never been more proud of you guys. Like, literally. I've, that's, that's the most proud I've ever been. I don't even know. Can we talk about Wonder Woman after this? Like, that was literally the biggest thing that's happened to me in a long time. It's very hard. It's very hard to huh. transition. All right, well, let me right? properly introduce the the, uh, the group of, of individuals we've been hearing from tonight. Sorry, guys. It's, you know, you got guests, and there's certain ones that, like, completely just blow my mind that we just talked to. That was definitely, definitely one of them. So, um, of course, tonight you heard uh, Joelle. Yeah, that's me. That was beautiful, Joel. Um, Caitlin <laughs> actually had to leave. Uh, she had to dip out early, so she will not be uh, doing the um, the review and the uh, news tonight. Uh, then we also have Kanan. What's up, uh, Geek Vibes Nation? 
And let me, let, me, let me pass it to the man himself, the dictator of Geek Vibes, Mr. Juwan. How are you doing, Juwan? You just made me seem like an asshole. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm doing good. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know how? I didn't know what Joel said. Um, uh, wow. Um, I, I had a whole thing I was going to do saying hello to you guys. I thought I was ruined. Uh, what's going on, guys? <laughs> well, you know, uh, we're just hanging out. Uh, there was a little movie maybe that we should talk about. Uh, it came out a couple days ago. And it's um, a DC movie, and it's got a positive score. That's that's um, huge. No. I, I want to give like a, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. you know. Hold on, Dane. Hold on. Did you just use the words DC movie and positive score? <laughs> Does that happen? Is that yes. real? I thought that was only for yes. Marvel. No, oh, actually, apparently um, this year Warner Brothers spent their extra money that they get uh, from pulling their hair out on uh, critics uh, for reviews. So. <laughs> This time, Wonder Woman is critic-proof, and it is a good movie because of it. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, really, Wonder Woman was a phenomenal movie. Who gives a shit about, uh, you know, labeling it with the whole DC stigma or what have you? This is a triumph in films just because it's an amazing female director with an amazing cast, uh, a lot of it female-driven, and an amazing female lead. Gal Gadot is going to be a fucking movie star. Uh, I think she has potential now from this movie to maybe not be as good with acting techniques, but be as much of a Hollywood star as Angelina, uh, Angelina Jolie for this next generation. So I thought it was a great movie. But, I, you know, I'll go last to go into real detail. I want to hear from these guys how they like the movie. Uh, Joel, how did you enjoy Wonder Woman? Oh. Uh, it was it was an amazing effing movie. And you know what's funny? We got the reviews obviously early, and there was a whole bunch of positives. And like that that made me feel really good. But I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel because I'm like, I'm, I'm probably gonna like it. I had no I had no doubt that was gonna happen. But then I got to sit down and watch this movie, and it really was very well done. It kind of had this old school feel to it, like an old school in like Indiana Jones-ish. I had that kind of feeling watching it during certain moments. It had a lot of heart. It was funny. It was obviously a lot of action. It was it was an ama- it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, Chris Pine did an incredible job as Steve Trevor. Like, he, he stole it. If it wasn't for, like, Gal, Gal, Gal Gadot herself, Chris Pine would be, like, 1B. Or, t- you know, right right out next to it. He, he was great as Steve Trevor. He made Steve Trevor a likable character. He gave him personality. You know, the Amazons and Simascara were amazing. I love the way they, the visuals on that island, how they got everything together. But you want to know the one thing that really made me happy? I know no one what? else talks about it, but it made me happy. I'm like, I nerded out a little bit. Because the, the, when they first got there and they showed the, the Amazons, they're all speaking English, right? I'm like, why? Did, like, do they, not that it matters, because in, in the Thor movies, they speak English. They don't ever explain it. I'm like, whatever. You know, they're just going to ignore it, whatever. But then they get to the point when they're um, after Steve Trevor's bathing and shit, and they get to him and they, they ask him, and he and no, he asked her, he's like, "How do you know English so well?" I'm like, "No way! Did he just ask that? They never asked that." No, they never and then she's like, "Well, we know like a hundred types of languages." They're like, "No shit!" And they didn't just use it that one time. The whole movie, she spoke different languages. I'm like, "That was awesome." There gave me gave it an extra point just because they did that because I've never seen a movie 
that that the period piece does shit like that, do that and and hold on to it the whole movie. Fucking awesome. That was. You got to take over. I'm good. <laughs> was that your drop the mic moment, Joel? Joel, why don't you cue us in on how you felt about the movie since he dropped the mic? Um, I have three points. Um, one, Patty Jenkins deserves a lot more credit than she's been given. Definitely. Um, she definitely can take this and propel to becoming a real top-notch judge a real top-notch female director in this game uh, that we don't have many of. Um, I think the last huge budget um, uh, mega um, box office hit was um, James Cameron's wife with uh, Hurt Locker. A female? Yeah, female, female uh, director. Um, with, with a significant budget that became a, a huge box office um, and hugely critically acclaimed. Um, Patty Jenkins can easily be on that level. Um, and I'm really anxious to see what she does going forward. Right. Now, to uh, Chris Pine. Chris Pine pissed me off this entire movie. This is why. The entire time I saw Chris Pine, I just kept saying, man, if, like, Jake Gyllenhaal decided he didn't want to do superhero movies, this is the perfect fucking Hal Jordan. And he's God. wasting it on Steve fucking Trevor. Why, Chris Pine? You selfish bastard. Oh, no, I'm a um, the entire movie, I just, I just kept going with the wisecracks, that's how Jordan. Yep. With, with the bravery, that's how Jordan. Yep. Him flying fucking planes, that's how Jordan. Like, it just screamed like someone told him about Hal Jordan, and then he was just like, you know what really pissed these fans off? Mm. I spun this shit and just became Steve Trevor. He was in a bomber <laughs> jacket exactly. the whole fucking movie. It was just like, dude, do you not know who Hal Jordan is? Are you are you becoming Hal? Like, I, I, I need for him to, like, have had a son somewhere <laughs> that fast forward. Become, even though people, because technically this is, like, way, 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 way uh, back then. So now he'd be, like, what, 60, 70 trying to be Hal Jordan. But um, he just, he, he, he showed us that he'd be perfect for Hal Jordan. Like, like, like a glove. Um, but not to, not to waste too much time on on um, Chris Pine. I, I love this performance. Um, now Gail Gadot. Um, I have spent a year saying I didn't see enough from her in BVS. Right. That it made me nervous for her solo. Not that many speaking roles. She had that tour de force with the uh, her action scenes. Right. Um, but action, anyone can look good doing action. I need you to be able to speak and and lead a film. And as soon as I got halfway through this movie, I was just like, fuck yeah, man. She she can do it. She can do it. Now, I don't even want uh, Ben to be the lead in Justice League. I need her to be like 1B to his 1A. I loved her in this movie. Yeah, she was great. Um, I wanted to leave going, you know what, I didn't like it. No, I can't even do that shit, man. I can't. And I did watch it as a critic and as a fan, and I still don't have shit to critique her on. She did an amazing job. She did. Speaking different languages, beautiful. I and it, it all sounded very fluent. Yeah. It didn't sound forced. It didn't sound like something she had to study really hard on the night before shooting. It sounded like this is something she was fucking known how to do for years before becoming Wonder Woman. Um, and the whole story behind uh, Gail, the fact that she was going to stop acting, before Zach gave her a phone call, um, makes this even more powerful with her performance. Because we all know she wasn't the strongest actress. Uh, we saw her a little bit in Fast and the Furious. 
Um, she was in she was in another movie with Kate Winslet, right. but she didn't have that large of a role. So we all were sleeping on her acting ability. She was beautiful. She was perfect. I even loved how her and Chris Pine played off of each other with the whole with the whole. <laughs> Um, why, why don't you sleep with me? <laughs> so, if you want me to, I'll sleep with you. I'll sleep with you right now. I'll sleep right there. Like, and it, it even further made me angry because how perfect would he play off as how Jordan trying to flirt with Diana? And, you know, she can kind of give him the whole really familiar type of, you know what I'm saying? It would just be just perfect. But um, I love this movie. Patty Jenkins, great fucking job. DC is now up there as far as directors. Um, right with Marvel, right with Marvel. As far as um, getting people that know the craft, Patty Jenkins did something as simple as add in a line from Justice League War that kind of went over a lot of people's That's heads. But we picked up the whole when she takes the ice cream at the train station and goes, "You should be proud of yourself." That's right from Justice League War. Patty Jenkins didn't have to go through that much material to find something small like that and put it in. But she did, and it was fucking flawless. I loved it. Um, I, I just, I really love this movie. I don't want to compare it to First Avenger. It's, it, it's on its own. Remember how we always heard it, yeah. it, it yeah. mirrored First Avenger? Yeah. It's on its own. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck really, that. It Fuck that. Like it. it didn't feel like that shit at all. Um, what it felt like to me was a female version Whoa, of the Jesus. Yeah. To a degree. It's I'll get my time to talk. I'll get my time to talk. No, no, I, I'm gonna go right in. I'm gonna go right, right to you, Dane. I just want to wrap this up. Um, I, no, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. I'm, I'm just saying I'm gonna, I'm gonna shit on your shitting on of the first Avenger when I get a chance to. No, just setting no, it up no, later no, on. No, 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 no. By no means am I shitting on that movie. I'm just saying this. Don't compare it to. It's its own thing. It's its own thing. Let first Avenger be what that was, and this was its own thing. Which is good. Which is good. Right, right. I'm, I'm like I said. I'm okay. not shitting on first Avenger. I'll, I'll take that. I won't, I won't eat you alive. <laughs> it wasn't one of my favorite movies, but I'm not going to poo-poo on it like I, it was trash. I like this Um But again, Gail, Chris, um, and, and Patty Jenkins, what a great movie. And again, Zach, whether it's um, him behind the camera or it's him in the front office, great fucking job. He was a producer, had a producer credit in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, he casted it, bro. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, so of course he's gonna have. Yes, phenomenal movie. Dane, you can kick it to Kanan, or you can take it over. I just, we love this fucking movie. It sounds like you guys loved it. Kanan, did you love it also? I'm pretty sure you're gonna say yes. <laughs> well, I have, I actually have, have not seen it yet, so I cannot uh, comment on hey, if hey, I hey, love hey, it. But what uh, the fuck? I, I, I will be guy. watching it. Uh, um, tomorrow, but I mean, it's, I mean, I'm really impressed with everything that y'all said with it and just the reaction that, um, you know, the movie community, because I I scroll through Twitter all day long. And I mean, everybody from the rock to James Gunn to, uh, Gene Triplehorn. I mean, just all kinds of people just giving so much love to Patty Jenkins. And I'm just really glad that this movie um, you know, raise the bar and, you know, for, you know, female-led movies. And to all the people yeah. that said Gal Gadot could not do it, you know, you know, take a seat. Here's your L because she can do it. She did do it. And, you know, there's no doubt. I mean, she's the reason why I think this 
movie is successful. I mean, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, they say the movie is led by Gal Gadot. It's not led by Chris Pine. It's not uh, Patty Jenkins' name in there. I mean, Patty Jenkins had a lot to do with it, but Gal nailed it. She is Wonder Woman. I'm, I don't want to hear no more about, oh, they should have never cast um, Gal Gadot in that role. She's Wonder Woman, and I, you know, I'm with uh, uh, Jawan. Um, she's She's going to put asses in the seats for Justice League. People that did not like Batman v Superman, but loved her, they uh, they they're going to love Wonder Woman, and they're going to go see Justice League for you know Gal Gadot. So she is, you know, Warner Brothers should you know be kissing her ass right now because she she got it done. She <laughs> is Wonder Woman, and you know, huge props to them. See, I agree, and if, if anything, I mean, basically they should both kiss each other because I think this movie, uh, if BVS already didn't, is going to make Gal Gadot a star. Like, I think she's going to be very, very big. I was just very impressed by the cinematography. I was very impressed by the uh, the villain itself and the way they revealed that whole entire concept. Um, I wish as, as someone that's so into the news of what's going on casting-wise, and I'm sure you guys can agree with me. I wish I didn't know certain things, but unfortunately with Aries, you know, that it was already established. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try not to, like, say any spoilers since Kane hasn't seen it yet, but the movie itself was really good. It was, it was very, very well done. It did remind me of the 80s, maybe some Indiana Jones. It did remind me of the first Avenger, but I will agree that it's a better movie. Um, that's not saying anything against uh, the first Captain America. Just, I mean, they had similarities, but this one was a different level. I'm just happy that a DC movie has this type of result. Um, you know, with the fans, the critics, the general public, it's going to make over 100 million this weekend. That's amazing. That's fantastic. And I think it's going to crush the next couple of weeks. I really do. Um, maybe it'll sink a ship called uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, so I don't have to pay 100 dollars. I don't know. Um, we'll have to see upcoming from that, but this really shows that Gal Gadot's the star. Chris Pine's great. I'm going to be honest with you. I love the theory that Ballast Logic. I don't know if he came up with it or if he was just relaying a concept, but I can't say I hate it. And I'm just going to kind of throw this at you guys real quick before we move into the news. Um, so Boss Logic came up with a concept because everyone wanted Chris Pine as Green Lantern, and there was a lot of rumors that he was playing for a while Steve Trevor or Hal Jordan. Well, apparently Hal Jordan was bullshit from what he said, and it was going to be Steve Trevor. Now, if you know in the comic books, Steve Trevor has been a past descendant, if you will, like a grandfather figure of another Steve Trevor in the comics before, and they usually have a connection with Wonder Woman. Uh, the, one, the one that you see in this movie is very much the old um, you know, mythos of Wonder Woman's connection with Steve Trevor. So, apparently, and I don't know, I think, Joel, I think you did look this up. Uh, you can scream at me no if you didn't, but Chris Pine has a multi-set deal. And that could mean that he could just be, you know, in a couple flashbacks, uh, scenes that we didn't see in the movie of his interaction with Diana after they had their little night together, you know, something that she sees. Or it could mean that they're bringing Steve Trevor, you know, much younger, the great-great-great-grandson, who they just change haircut, look a little bit, and, you know, that's what they go for because they've done it in the comics. But Boss Logic took a step thir- further, you know, the whole Air Force, military. What if this is – what if 
he's playing Hal Jordan possibly, and that's a descendant of Steve Trevor. You know, if you could connect the dots, there could be a woman involved, obviously, that would change the course of their names by marrying Hal's father that could have the lineage going back to the Trevor. So it's, it's, it's possible. So basically what I'm going to ask you guys, I'll start with the two of you guys to set this up. Um, if they were to do that, would you rather see modern Steve Trevor or just scratch that and have Hal Jordan show up as a modern lineage of Steve Trevor, if that makes sense? Or would you want neither at all? I probably should not give you that option. Uh, let's start with you, Sean. Um, honestly, I love the idea. I just, I, I'm, I'm not going to say yes because until I'm proven wrong, Jake Gyllenhaal is our Hal Jordan. Um, you guys know I've been reporting this for the longest. Um, and until I am literally proven wrong, I'm going to ride that shit. <laughs> so I possibly can't ride it anymore. But, uh, again, a phenomenal idea. I'm not going to poo-poo on it at all because if it happened, I just praised the shit out of Chris Pine. So I'm not going to praise him on one hand and then someone's like, well, what if you get him? And then I'm like, eh, like, no. If we can get him in that form and it's still the young yeah. Steve Trevor um, that becomes uh, the Green Lantern and everything like that, I'm fine with that. Maybe his middle name's like Hal or something like oh, that. He could be Hal. Or he could be Hal. Like, like Dane said, right. like, his mother could have married Hal's father. Absolutely. I mean, or his daughter. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I understand. <laughs> I, I'm completely fine with that. But, again, I'm riding this Jake Gyllenhaal train until it stops. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, hey, and I'm with, I don't I'm with you on that uh, because, Juwan, if they don't get Jake Gyllenhaal – I want him as a Riddler, but I definitely want him as Hal Jordan. He's one of my top choices. Uh, Joel, how did you feel about that whole concept? I'm, I'm totally fine with it. That's exactly how it works out. I mean, they, they definitely – I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I don't think it is either, but if it happens, I'm not going to be upset because he'd be a wonderful fucking Hal Jordan. As when they first reported it, you know, like two years ago, that, oh, well, he's going to be Green Lantern, and that never happened. He ended up being Steve Trevor. I was like, I was hurt. I'm like, this man was born to play Hal Jordan. And then he gave us Steve Trevor. I'm like, oh, that's like one of those, maybe he'll be in two movies. To me, because I'm like, if they do a flashback thing, like, you know, if, I don't want to spoil anything. So let's just put it this way. If it happens, I'm cool with it, because I think uh, Chris Pine's a great actor. And he could definitely – he's ready. look, if you watch the movie, he could definitely pull off Hal Jordan if need be. I mean, uh, the main thing I keep thinking is if they sign him for a multi-deal, right? Right. Chris Pine's expensive. The guy, the guy's a really, really, really yeah. top, top actor. Yeah. Um, so no way you're paying this guy a shit ton of money for a flashback unless, unless you're doing flashbacks at the, at the level of Arrow where it's like every other <laughs> scene is a fucking flashback. <laughs> Uh, if you're doing that, then it makes up for it. Right. So I'm thinking, Dane, that that might be um, a little smoke, a little bit of smoke out yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, we all know when there's smoke, usually a fire. So it might be something along the lines of that. Or this could be the first time ever someone is multicasted in the same universe. Yep. And they could pull it off. And they could pull it off. They could. They could you pull know, it off. With this the concept of lineage, time. they could definitely pull it off. You know, I mean, it's yeah, just, this is that's genetics, time. people. This is the one time you could do it, and no one would. If a fan came out there and was crying, we would tell that fan right then and there, like, listen, if, when Green Lantern comes out and you see that first Chris Pine trailer, yeah. I don't want to hear any praise or anything out of your goddamn mouth. Remember when you were crying? Oh, he can't be Steve Trevor in hell, Jordan. I don't want you to see that movie. <laughs> you should be banned from being 
Because we get that shit all the time. Oh, God, Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman? That's going to be horrible. Then the movie comes out. I really love the movie. No, shut the fuck up, dude. Shut up. I don't want to hear that shit. Well, well now you here's the thing. I just love, Juwan, uh the connection concept if they were to do this. It, it, their movies have coincided with each other. I mean, you think about Man of Steel. Man of Steel happens. BVS is because of that. Wonder Woman is that section of the movie where she's looking <laughs> at that picture from Bruce. All of them kind of coincide with each other. So it's kind of like similar to having um, Harry Lennox end up being the Martian Manhunter, how that connective tissue you know, has been there since the start. The fact that they introduced Steve Trevor and then Diana meets him in, the, in you know, modern times or Hal Jordan you know, in the Air Force the, before he even becomes Green Lantern maybe. Like maybe they go for a new Frontier-style concept in introducing him. And she's like, Steve. And he's like, Steve? And she says the whole thing, and it's like, that's my, like, what are you talking about? You know, all you have to do is haircut, do a little bit of this, that. Chris Pine's perfect for it. He played Hal Jordan in this movie. It sucks if that doesn't happen, but I don't think it will. Kanan, do you think it's crazy? Yeah, I think it's crazy. Uh, no, and in fact, um, you know, Chris Pine's gotten a lot of uh, praise for his role, and I think he's, I think he would fit when, when Umberto – is was one of the first people I saw that was pretty sure that he was going to play uh, Hal Jordan. Uh, you know, I was excited about it because if you've seen Chris Pine's movies, especially the movie he was in with um, um, Tom Hardy, he's he's you know he can do the action, but he's very uh, quick with his words, like Hal Jordan. He's very sarcastic, very cocky uh, type attitude, and you know he can. You know he can deliver that. He would be a perfect Hal Jordan. So I don't, I don't think, I think he, his talents would be are too great to be wasted. Um, you know, for this, I think it'd be great for them to bring it back. And yes, I agree with you. You know, you can bring him back as Hal Jordan or bring him back, um, you know, in another form. You know, of a green. I know they're going to go Hal Jordan, but you know, bring him back and you know have the whole, uh, you know, reunion with him and uh, Wonder Woman. And, you know, and she's like you said, you know, like Steve, and he's kind of, like, you know, but it's just because. A descendant of of Steve Trevor, so yeah, I mean, I'd be all you know, be on board for it. I mean, I'm like Jawan, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal would be great, but you've got Chris Pine; he's already in the universe. You know, why not use him again? I mean, I'm, I, I'll even go a step further, right? If he's not right, I'll even go a step further. This idea is not crazy at all. Let's not forget, we have a speedster that has access, or will potentially have access, to other Earths. Oh, so I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Let's or what if Wonder going. Woman sends sends Barry back to save Steve before he dies, takes him to the modern times, and they give him the name Hal Jordan or some shit like that? They could do a bunch of stuff. I mean, it goes off canon from the books, but if they can connect it in a certain way and make it cool for a view, you know, of of a movie, obviously, I think it would be it would work out. I'm just saying, you do have a guy who has access to other Earths. Why not? Yep. Why not go that route? I'm just saying. It's, it's, but back it's, to you, Dane. It's no, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, all right. Well, we have a caller, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and take this before we go on the news. Uh, I'm terrified right now because of our past, but we'll find out what's going on <laughs> with this person. All right. You are on with Geek Fives Live. Who do we got? Uh, it's just Gerald. I've been listening to the show since 8, and I just have to say, like, it was fantastic. I got my Saturdays back, so 
If you guys allow me, I'll, if you guys allow me, I'll be back on a you know show full time. You know, I'm just moving up in the corporation. I did miss you guys, but since you know they gave me my Saturdays back, I'll be back. You know, with the show again. But I do have to say, um, before I get into the, you know the movie thing. I've never been so proud of a group of brothers that I've had before. Like, you guys have been killing it. I know I've been absent or here and there because, you know, my work schedule, but from the bottom of my heart, you guys have been knocking it out the park. Like, I listened to the interview with, um, I'm not even going to call him by his first name. His name is Wolverine to me. Like, you guys helped me relive my childhood from watching, you know, Fox Kids, you know, back in the 90s. So I do have to say, like, you guys have been knocking it out the park. But to agree with everybody, Wonder Woman was fantastic. And um, my thing with Green Lantern, what if Steve Trevor did have a grandson and kind of mixed the story and his grandson wound up being Kyle Rayner? I don't know if people agree with that with me, but I would like to see Kyle Rayner or some other form of Green Lantern besides Hal. Because they did Hal before and kind of botched it. Well, I mean, if they were to botch, watch Bruce Wayne in a movie like Batman and Robin, that doesn't mean you should never do Batman again, you know. But exactly. the Kyle Rayner thing, I don't know if that would make sense because he's supposed to be uh, Hispanic, uh, too. I think he's Irish and Hispanic. So, but, you know, who knows? Uh, I think we should do some news. Uh, let, let, let's get on to some news, guys. Get a little bit of time to talk about it, right? A uh, couple, couple things happened this week. Uh, first one, uh, a lot of new mutants casting. All right, so we have EW reporting that Henry Zaga has been cast as Sunspot. Then the Hollywood, uh, the Hollywood, the Hollywood Reporter said Rosario Dawson's in talks to play Dr. Cecilia Reyes. Um, Variety reports that Blue Hunt is in the mix to play Danielle Moonstar, aka Mirage. And also the, the Hollywood Reporter right after that reported that Charlie Heaton is in talks to play Cannonball. And I believe that's the actor from Stranger Things. So New Mutants seems like they definitely have their direction. Apparently it's going to be a horror movie um, in concept. I'm really looking forward to this because I read the comics from Brian Sienkiewicz back from the 80s and his amazing run, the weird art that they use for that, um, you know, the use of Demon Bear, um, the, fact, the fact that they're going to go for a horror element, I really am intrigued by. I don't remember actually who the director is, but hopefully one of the people that I pass it to does so I don't look like a jackass. All right, so in that case, let me pass it to Juan. I'm going to look like a jackass. Fuck. Uh, well, no, you're not, because I didn't know Joel just told me uh, Josh Boone uh, is the director. So don't feel bad at all. Um, but no, I, I love this. I mean, this is such a beautiful cast, and it's from it's from all aspects of the Mac, um, like people you've heard a lot from, like some people that are up and comers. Some people you might have heard in things. Some people you might have heard here and there. Um, so I love that they're they're going very diverse. They're going way out there to get these great young actors and actresses. Um, putting Rosario Dawson in there is just, it's like, it's like the sprinkles on top of the ice cream. Um, absolutely. Um, the fact that it's going to be a horror movie, you got the right group of people, the right group of people to to pull that off with. Um, I'm not that familiar with New Mutants, but I'm also not that familiar with, uh, a lot of Fox, uh, 
or a lot of X Men properties. Sorry, not Fox. X Men properties. So. <laughs> wow. Marvel too. That might be a new phrase. Um, wow. Holy shit, Joel. Um, holy shit, you just coined a new phrase. Um, but no, I'm really excited for this. He coined the phrase because um, I'm not that familiar with uh, the X Men. Um, yeah. Like or X Men universe, so he called me an X virgin. <laughs> a little weird, but it sounds like crazy. a weird. It sounds really weird, yeah. but you can coin it. Um, coined. It's coined. You already got it. No, but I'm really excited for uh, the direction of this movie. And I can I just say, yeah. next year is completely fucking packed with superhero no, no, movies. We don't have enough money for this, okay? God damn it, movie world. Yo, and Joel, how do you feel about it? (laughs) It looks really good. I'm really excited. Um, I don't know many of the actors. I know the characters. I also don't know much about the new news. I know a little bit. I know them more as X Force members. Some of them, like Cannonball and Sunspot. But I um, I remember Dr. Cecilia Reyes from uh, the '90s. She was big in the '90s. That character, I never expected to see that character in the movies. So that's really crazy to see Rosario Dawson's going to be playing Dr. Cecilia Reyes. Caught me off guard, but awesome nonetheless. Um, yeah, the cast looks great, even though I don't know much about them aside from maybe Charlie Heaton himself and, of course, Rosario. Um, yes, well, obviously the girl, I'm sorry, the newer cast. The ones that got cast recently, like Anya Taylor Joy, Magic, and. Um, this girl from Lord, uh, Game of Thrones that yeah. uh, I can't remember her name right now. Me neither. Um, Macy Williams. Oh, my God. Macy Williams. She's playing uh, uh, Wolf Bane. Maisie? Maisie? Um, I know them. But, yeah, and it's a horror movie? Bro, this is going to be crazy. I never expected that. The Demon Bear is going to probably be the villain? That's insane. The de- We're going to see the Demon Bear. <laughs> like, done right. That's like done right, done at all. <laughs> Demon, that's insane. I'm like, holy shit. So yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> that's what. That's crazy. You and Gerald, do you feel strongly about the Demon Bear like Joel does? What happened now? I said, Gerald, do you feel strongly about the Demon Bear like Joel does? Listen, I'm always gonna agree with my brother. I mean, Joel. Dewan, Joel, they all know what they're doing. I mean, they're the Chiefs. I'm the Indian, so they always point me <laughs> in the were, right direction. You, you weren't paying so. attention this last, like, ten minutes, were you? <laughs> no, yeah, I was. I was just, like, fixing my dresser at the same time because it, like, broke. So I'm, like, I'm listening and, like, trying to put together my dresser at the same time without making noise. So, like, you know no, how wait, you know, I, like, I hope it's up. Hold on, hold on, Gerald, (laughs) Gerald, what just happened was like the equivalent of falling asleep in class, (laughs) and like, when you put your head up, everybody's looking at you, (laughs) and Dave's a teacher that goes, right, (laughs) and the teacher goes, so what do you think, Gerald, and like, you're wiping the drool, and you go, um, yeah, no, I agree, I agree, yeah. Uh. No, because at first, I didn't think he said Gerald. I thought he said Joel at first. That's why I was quiet for like a moment. And then he said the bear. Because I was listening, but I'm like also multitasking. So I'm like, you know, but my my honest opinion, like, I really don't know about like the new mutants. I've seen like the the casting art, you know, of it. 
and so far it looks like it's going to be great. I mean, for so is this movie? My question is: Is this movie going to be rated R since it's doing the horror aspect? No, it doesn't like, have to be. The, it could be PG thirteen. It doesn't have to be horror. It doesn't have to be rated. I'm sorry. It doesn't have to be rated R. <laughs> I mean, if they I, honestly, I think if they want this oh movie God. to shoot for the stars, it should be rated R since it's doing like you know, most mutants like you know like Wolverine or you know some dark mutants do have really dark stories. So I mean, if they're doing like if they're doing like the horror aspect for new mutants, it should be like dark and gritty. It should be like rated R because I mean. Yeah, I mean, bunch of kids are not going like you know they already announced that kids wasn't going to see you know it wasn't made you know Logan wasn't made for children but I mean Deadpool knocked it out the park with Rated R you know what I'm saying so I feel like with New Mutants and you know all these people who are being casted as you know these mutants it should be Rated R but like I said before like before you guys laughed at me <laughs> I agree with like you know. Juwan, Joel, I mean, you guys make good points, so, you know, like I said, but I got confused, though, because I thought, like, over the phone, Joel sounds like Gerald, so I thought he said Joel, that's why it took me, like, 30 seconds to answer, because I didn't know who he was talking to, but I'm, I'm here, guys, trust me, I'm here. Well, I'm just messing with you, Gerald, you're, you're great, that was, that was amazing, hey, we got another guest, uh, a constant member, not on this show, but my other show, actually, so I wanted to bring them into this whole thing, which works because, honestly, we don't have a lot to cover, so we might be just uh, picking for stuff in a little while. But uh, let's bring up Mr. Christopher Ray Patton. How are you doing, buddy? Good, guys. How are y'all doing? I uh, I had a pretty simple question for you guys. I know you talk a lot about DC and Marvel, but if Image Comics ever did a movie, what comic book would you like to see them turn into a movie and me personally i would love to see chew done i think that's like a really cool series and i just wondered if you guys had any comments on that oh wow christopher going and uh pulling on a great well, question um let me you go first joel let me think on the passage you um well they're already making mine they're in the process of making mine it was announced that Invincible is being done by uh, Seth, Seth Rogen and um, his partner, I forget his name. Um, they're doing it. So, yeah, I mean, mine's already, my fantasy is coming to life soon. <laughs> so, I'm good. And Juwan. Um, First of all, um, Chris, welcome to the show. Um, you definitely threw a huge-ass curveball because I've never used Google as much as I am right now. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, I do see Spawn on here. Is Spawn image? Or is. He is image. Yep. Then I'm gonna ride with Spawn. I'm gonna take that so Dane can't use it. There have been uh, yes, there has. <laughs> um, I will say this. You. Mick Farland has been um has been pushing this shit. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. The only reason why I haven't gotten excited is because you've heard shit from a studio. Yeah. <laughs> so so McFarlane's trying to pitch this and make it work, but a studio has to pick it up. And they're making a sandwich with show. Right. Right. Yeah, the detectives in the spawn in the spawn universe. Mm-hmm. So until I hear a studio picks it up, whether it's Netflix or an actual yeah. huge movie studio, I'm not gonna get that excited. But if I had to choose an image comic character I wanna see brought to life Again, um, and in, in, in now time, it definitely be spawned without a shadow of a doubt. If these artists are, you can 
ever rate an R movie. Right. You might even have to bring back like NC seventeen type shit. Oh, God. Like that, that that's how rated I Bond movie. To. Talk about yeah, cinema. It's supposed to be very cool. watch that. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah, Dan. You know what I'm talking about. Twelve o'clock drop. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cannon. Oh, God, save us. Cannon, you got anything? Well, of course, I mean, I knew Spawn was with Image, but of course, uh, the cheater over there, Mr. Jawan, went and stole that one. But I would like to... um, I would would probably go with uh, Rob Liefeld's Youngblood. I think they're kind of like a... um, an X-Force type, you know, rip-off, but... um, or or maybe of course was a rip off of them, but I would go with them. I think they're they're similar to um, you know that group, and I think a lot of people would probably um, you know they may not know the characters well, but I think they would be able to adapt you know to that group um, because of their experience with you know the X Men and um, you know with X Force. Yeah, if it was up to me, I'm, I'm just going to cheat and just, you know, not say an individual one. Um, first of all, Chew would be great, just like Saga, but they would have to be by themselves. But my idea is I wish that a movie studio that was a little bit smaller, not one of the bigger ones, that would work more on the special effects not being as, as big as, like, the acting ability that they bring in, directors, and much more noir and much more gritty. But I would actually just do the fucking Image universe. I would, I would incorporate Spawn. I would incorporate... Um, Invincible, I would incorporate Witchblade and all these great characters, Savage Dragon, and into one universe and do the same thing Marvel and DC is doing it, but do it rated R as hell and a different style and tone altogether. Much more, I guess, Pulp Fiction esque, if you will, you know? Um, but who knows? Uh, great question, though, Chris. Uh, uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, do you want to hang around and uh, talk about the news with us, or do you got Oh, yeah. I mean, if you guys want me to hang around, that's cool, but I'm not trying to take up the show. I just wanted to say good job. I, I really enjoyed the uh, Wolverine interview. I caught it midway through, as Dane knows. But, uh, man, that guy's that guy's voice is fucking amazing. That's like my childhood wrapped up in, like, one segment. So I was stoked on that. And then uh, – so I had to call in because I was, I was hyped. Um, but then also, uh, as, as a follow-up to, as a follow-up to the Image comic thing, Jason Latour's Southern Bastards, I think you could do something really, really cool with that. Um, I, I think that could be a really cool Southern-type Mud slash Joe movie. Maybe get a mm-hmm. – I can't think of his name. Uh, ben Nichols' brother, the guy from Lucero, I, I can't think of his older brother's name, the guy who did Shotgun Stories and he did uh, Mud. I think it would be a great director for something like that. I think that could be something that's really cool. And as far as like a dark and gritty company, if Miramax was like nineties Miramax, it would be like the perfect matchup for image comics, in my opinion. So I just wanted to throw it back. And I just, that was my question. I know, I know image comics don't get like a ton of love because there's so much DC and Marvel out there. So I just want to give them a little bit of a shout out, kind of put them over. (laughs) Yeah. I I love it. I mean, even if it's, even if it's, um, you know, to the to the extent that a, a station like, um, I mean, AMC would never do it, but if you had, like, Showtime, it would actually want to incorporate and do, like, you know, a uh, different show and kind of, like, put them together like CW's doing, but, like, actually make it much more darker and gritty and rated R, it would be very interesting. 
so we'll continue down the path of the stories and include you in. So now we got Gerald and Chris both talking some stuff with us. Let's go to the next little ep- uh, thing of uh, news. All right, um, this one's kind of small, uh, so I think we'll probably be able to rip through it real quickly. Uh, Aquaman news. Uh, Michael Beach may be playing Black Manta's father, and uh, Justice League producer Charles Roven confirms Aquaman will take place after Justice League, which I think is pretty cool, because a lot of people thought it was going to be a prequel. Uh, how do you feel about that news, Juwan? And then press Joel. Um, uh, the first news is pretty much okay. Um, really means very, I guess, very little to me. Um, uh, Michael Beach is Black Manta's father. Um, I don't care about Black Manta's father. I care about Aqualad's father. Um, so I'm kind of hoping, like, maybe they switch it and make, uh, what's his name, uh, Aqualad and make Michael Beach actually Black Manta. You know, I, I think about it. When do you care about the villain's parents? Well, Never. That's the main reason that Black Manta hates Aquaman is because Aquaman technically kills Aquaman his father. Aquaman his father. Right. Well, you could have did that in a flashback. No one gives a shit. Um, <laughs> they should. Um, but the fact that Aquaman takes place after Justice League yeah. only furthers that we can already guess what the main storyline is going to be. It's going to be about Orm not Ooh. liking the fact that he went um, and defended the the land, the, the land people. Um, no, Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Joel. Uh, he's not going to like the fact that he went and helped the uh, uh, the land people. Right. And he's going to say, you left us defenseless to so go help them. And then he's going to challenge, are you human or are you Atlantic? Like, which side are you, which side are you on? Right, and Aquaman's like, bitch, I'm both. Uh, so it's going to be, right? It's going to be a... Um, a struggle, and I also see, um, excuse me, I also see Orm pretty much killing um, their mother, and then that really being what makes this a huge battle between the two of them. So um, that's very interesting, because that makes me think that's now going of uh, of, uh, of Aquaman. Shit, sorry. <laughs> Joel, what are your thoughts? So I'm cool with it. Michael's a good actor. Fuck it. Uh, he's going to die. That's what I mean. <laughs> now we know who's gonna die. We have a face person. Congratulations, Michael Beach. You are been chosen. Um, <laughs> and plays after Justice League is all fine and dandy. Uh, I, I, yeah, like I guess I agree with Juwan. I don't know exactly where the story is going, but now that we know, it's not really gonna be a prequel. We'll probably just get like flashbacks because I know they casted the, the kid that's gonna play young Arthur. Right. So we'll probably just get flashbacks. It won't be a whole origin story like uh, like Wonder Woman. Right. You know, it'll be it'll be modern day right after Justice. Well, we know he drinks, so it might be a lot of drunken flashbacks. Which is fine. Right into those <laughs> drunken supers and drinking himself to sleep and shit, and then bars and shit. Absolutely. Just make sure we see a lot of Amber Heard. Like a lot. Like make only a trailer of Amber Heard. Double time. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, I know a website you can see a lot of Amber Heard. Um, Gerald, oh. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about Aquaman coming out uh, after the events of Justice League? I think it's stupid. The reason why I sit there and say that, I think Justice League, just like BVS, is going to be one of the weakest movies in the universe for the simple fact I don't want them to take a page out of, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they should have took a page out of that. Like, I want to see the epic buildup that leads to this team-up. The fact that we learn these people, you know, origins after 
the big team up makes no sense. It's just like look at Justice League, uh, the cartoon, like um, first ever, you know, Justice League before limited, the, the the first ever cartoon was where you got these many backstories that led up to the team coming together to fight this one thing, and then at the end of the two part episode, you know, Superman's like, you know, we all come from different cities. We protect our cities. That's great and all, but the world is a big place. And, you know, we're all, you know, different places. What if we just make this one big team where we can basically, you know, conquer evil together? So I feel like this is where DC's kind of going to fall short of Marvel because I believe every, you know, you know, if you're going to unite the seven, at least give us seven movies that led up into, like, you know, this big team-up. Not, okay, yeah, we're announcing the DC Universe, but you know what? The third movie or the fourth movie in, you know, this universe is going to be the big team-up. Look what Marvel did. Marvel basically, what, the first Iron Man movie was, what, 08? And then the Avengers was, what, what, uh, 2012 maybe? We had to wait four years, and within that four years, we had about, what, six, seven movies that led up into that that big team-up. So, I mean, I, I think Gerald. this movie, yeah. And I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I just think um, Aquaman's not going to be an origin story. So what, what we were saying was it takes place after Justice League, so it's a continuation, not an origin. What DC's trying to do is not give us origin stories. Um, Wonder Woman was the exception, only because that movie takes place centuries before any of these people <laughs> were born. Um, Man of Steel was your origin story because that was the first movie of the universe. Batman won't be, Batman won't be an origin story because we kind of got that in BVS. Right. So moving forward, it won't be origin stories. So it, it's not taking it right. You'll get flashbacks. So it's not taking a page out of Marvel's book. It's being completely different, which works. We don't want origin stories. So to the point you were trying to make that you would have preferred the origin story first, I don't think anybody wants that. I think after seeing the same origin story from Spider-Man to the amazing Spider-Man, like we're just done with the whole idea of origins. We, we, we know the history of that. We know the history of Superman. I get that, but how many people know the origin story of basically Aquaman? I mean, for years, he was just like, nobody cares about Aquaman. He talks to fish. Now, when they reinvent him, he's like one of the most badass characters ever. So I, me personally, I would kind of love to see it in an origin story. But you know what? good part on DC not saying, hey, we're not going to bore you with two, three movies telling you how this person got the trident. We are going to give him the trident and move forward from there. But, I mean, now to get back on track, if it does take place after the, you know, the big team up, then I welcome it. I hope to see, you know, flashbacks to, you know, and in the movie of him actually teaming up with the team like they did in Iron Man 3. Um, but, Otherwise, I'm on board with it. Then, since it's not an origin story, I'm on board. Kaden, how do you feel? Uh, well, I mean, as far as uh, you know, Michael Beach getting cast as uh, 
Black Man as Father, I mean, I, I mean, they're just adding to the an already stellar cast. I mean, but I'm kind of like Juwan. I mean, I don't think there's going to be too much invested in him unless they try to make, um, you know, Black Man's uh, whole uh, agenda based on maybe something that happens to his father. Uh, but as far as the movie being after Justice League, um, no, I mean, I don't, I don't have an issue with that at all because, I mean. We we saw we've seen uh, Aquaman and Batman v Superman. We're going to see plenty of him in uh, Justice League. So I mean, he's already established. I don't think there's any reason for there to be um, an origin story. So I think they're just going to kind of go into you know maybe the events of Justice League is what fuels the events of Aquaman. You know maybe uh, they don't like him interfering. You know or joining Batman and them. I mean, I'm sure, you know, something kind of like that that will set the tone for that movie. So, no, I, I don't have an issue with that. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same ballpark, too. Um, I think they are trying to do things differently. And not only that, I mean, you're looking at a smaller team um, than Avengers. I mean, in Avengers, you got introduced to new characters within it, with Black Widow, who made one cameo in Iron Man 2, and then you know, Clint Barton, who made one teeny cameo in, in, in Thor. So the way they're doing it, there's three main characters. They've introduced them. They're now established. And I think that we're going to get to know Cyborg and Flash and Aquaman within Justice League. So we'll find out. You know, it's it's all stuff that, that's going to happen and whatnot. Um, but can, uh, I, can I add to that real quick? Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Go for it. I was just going to – okay, my – yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think that DC really had to do the entire origin story, and they kind of did a little bit with Man of Steel, but they, you know, this was more kind of like a journey him to becoming Superman. But when the Marvel Universe came out, you know, I know they had Hulk, but they really were trying to get characters that nobody really knew about. So, yes, you kind of had to have origin stories with Marvel. People don't really need an origin story with Superman. They don't need one with Batman. They don't need one with Aquaman or Wonder Woman. Those are well-known people. But how many people really knew about Iron Man other than diehard fans? How many people really knew about Captain America other than diehard fans? Yes, he's he was more popular, but he's not like Spider-Man. He's not like Wolverine. Uh, he's not like Hulk, where people know their story. So Marvel had to go that route. I don't really think DC has to because a lot of their characters – are already established because they've been around for so long. So, you know, that's my whole take on the why DC doesn't really have to do the horror story. Now, I would like to kind of see one with with Cyborg, but mm, we kind of saw that with uh, BVS, and I think we'll see that with um, with Justice League. So, I think they've kind of already given us the origin stories. The only thing they may do origins, um, you know, maybe in other movies with flashbacks or some other characters, maybe Batgirl and stuff like that. Well, well, Kane, right, right before uh, we, we move on, Dan, I do want to add, I, I, I kind of disagree with you. Um, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, you, you know those. Those are household names. Um, I do agree with you on, on the Marvel side. Um, but as far as Aquaman, Flash, Green Lantern, I'm not saying we need to do uh, origin stories, but those characters aren't as well, well known as, as uh, the Trinity. Um, the Trinity are more household than the rest of those guys. Um, you'd have to look up Aquaman the same as you'd have to look up Iron Man before these movies uh, came Nobody out. watched Super I'm Friends? Not... Aquaman was in Super Friends. And nobody watched Super I mean, Friends? Nobody out. watched I mean, Justice League, the cartoon? If you want to use that, first of all, Aquaman was used in Unlimited very little. He had a couple of episodes. 
and the regular one. And I'll argue that Iron Man had a really successful series back in the 90s also. So I would argue that. And he was on Spider-Man, the animated series. And he did have a uh, – no, he didn't have any run-ins with, uh, with X-Men, the animated series. But he was on Spider-Man, the animated series. So if you watch those, the same as you're saying people should have watched Super Friends, you are knowledgeable of those characters. So I only only thing I'm arguing with you is pretty much semantic. Well, pretty much. Uh, right. I'm just saying the pe- people know the Trinity, but that's about it. Um, but they do know DC characters probably more so than Marvel because DC had more successful uh, cartoon runs than, than Marvel did. But back well, to DC, you, Well, DC, you're going to know The Flash, too, because of the television show, too. But, uh, Chris, right. how, how do you feel about all this uh, Aquaman jibber-jabber, uh, the fact that Aquaman takes place after the events of Justice League? Uh, I think the casting is fine. I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing Michael Beach casted in that role. As far as um, – I mean, DC is going to tie it in not as a prequel, but they'll definitely tie it in with, you know, flashbacks or however they want to handle it. I mean, to, to some extent you, you've already seen that in the Marvel movies and you, you've seen that some in Batman versus Superman. So my assumption would be that they're just going to tie it in, you know, with showing his backstory through, you know, his field division and flashbacks and, and justice league, and then leading up to the Aquaman movie. And even though it's not a prequel, it could technically be like half prequel. I mean, you can do like 20 minutes of that film. That's just flashbacks um, based on whatever he's going. Like if you start out with him getting his, his ass whipped or something, and then he flashes back to his childhood or however he grew up, you know, or whatever was happening at the time, they can, they can build off that. So it's, it's one of those things where I just, it's not a huge deal to me. Once again, I, I kind of know Aquaman. So it, I, for a normal viewer, um, I would, I'm on kind of on the same page as, as far as Juwan is with, you know, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, those are definitely household names. They kind of have and always have been since the eighties. Um, Super friends and uh, some of those other cartoons. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, people remember that, but you got to remember the fan base has changed. They're not all as old as we are. They may not have seen that stuff. So I get why they're doing it. And, um, I have no problem with it. I think I think it's going to end up turning out pretty good. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, it's it, 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 it's kind of weird that they, they didn't do a prequel. But in the same sense, I'm kind of glad that I'm not watching another origin movie because those movies just kind of end up being the same thing. You know, uh, as far as like it's just going to be the telling of the backstory, the, the tragic events that set up the the hero, and then you know leading up to whatever battle happens at the end of said origin story. So I'm kind of cool with it if it builds upon whatever they do in Justice League. And I'm sure they're going to flash back in Justice League as well with, you know, different characters. So I'm, I'm 100% fine with it. I think it's kind of cool. That was a very thorough answer, Chris. Beforehand, I think that most people listening just thought you knew about wrestling. But this guy actually knows some movies and uh, complex too. So it's crazy. So I want to give you a little uh, pat on your shoulder, if you will. Uh but uh, we're going we're gonna to have a little discussion, guys. I think this will be a fun thing for us to do since uh, we only prepared ourselves with enough news for 30 minutes, and we have 30 minutes free. So uh, the discussion will have to do with a certain thing that maybe you can hear in the background. Yes, that's right. Discussion tonight. Who is the greatest? Is it live action are we going for, Joan? Who's, who's the greatest live action Batman? Or movie yeah, live Batman? action. No, uh, well, no, no, no. We'll go movie. We'll go uh, actual, actual live action movie. 
Adam West is not back. We're not gonna count fucking Adam, Adam West. West did a lot We're not movie. counting Adam West or Kevin. Conroy. Well, he did. He did Kevin do a movie, <laughs> so you could technically. But is Kevin Live Conroy right, uh, because he Live Kevin Conroy was in a movie. He was in Mask of the Phantasm, which was in theaters. So are we are we just saying basically just and killing the good. actual Michael Keaton uh, through. Uh, ben Affleck, actual actors. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Michael Keaton through Ben. Yep. Adam West being All right, so Kevin Conroy's off the, uh, uh, is out of there. Not that you picked Jason Omar, but he's out of there. And Adam West is out of there. And uh, I'm going to let Juwan actually explain to us how we're going to do this whole entire thing because I have no <laughs> idea. This is his idea. <laughs> so okay. there you go. All right, because, all right, because this is a argument we've had on the page and I've actually had at work today. Uh, yes. So what we're going to do is we have um, Michael Keaton, we have Val Kilmer, we have um, George Clooney, we have Christian Bale, and we have Ben Affleck. So that's five. So what we're going to do no, is four. we're going to pick four. No one's picking George Clooney. Oh, yeah, uh, that's debatable. We, uh, we're going to leave him on there. Um, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to take that list of five and we're going to reduce it to who we all unanimously decide is the number one greatest um, on-screen uh, Batman between Keaton and Ben Affleck. All right, so we're going to start. Fuck everyone. Fuck everybody else. All right, so <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to vote for who's going off the list first. All right, so we're gonna. I'm gonna go around. Don't everybody shout out at once. All right, Chris, who would you vote off first on that list of five? Who's going off first, Keaton? Because I want that heel heat. All right. Before, wait, wait. Before Val Kilmer and fucking George Clooney. Yeah, dude, Batman Returns is a shit movie. I've said it on the page and I'll say it again. Chris, I don't love you anymore. I don't love you anymore at all. Well, That's fine. Breaking news, guys. Breaking news. Wrestling Geeks Alliance has now been canceled due to <laughs> internal struggles between the tag. It's now changed to heel so heat. We'll... It will involve me crying while Chris talks and just destroys me <laughs> the whole entire time. So we're going to go around and see if anyone else agrees with taking Keaton off the list first. Keaton, what do you uh, just, just tell us just to know if, Keaton, if Keaton's off the list for you. The reason no, Keaton, Keaton, Keaton would not be off the list. Clooney would be the first off my list. Okay. Um, Dane, how about you? Yeah, Keaton's off my fucking list. Of course not. He's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so, Joel, you taking Keaton off the list? Obviously, I'm taking Keaton off the list. <laughs> Are you insane? Are you insane? <laughs> All right, Chris, so your heel run didn't work this go around. All right, so Keaton, Keaton survived, right? He got jumped by four people. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, all right, so, Kaden, you're going to nominate um, who's going to be the first person off the list. Um, It would be, I want to go Christian Bale. Christian Bale first? Yep, you know what? Listen, I'm gonna throw my vote in before I pass it to uh, Joel. I'm with you. I'm. I'll, I'll take. I'll take him off mainly because he's not gonna be in my top two. So I'm definitely taking him off now. Joel, I'm not taking him off before George Clooney. They're all gonna. Fu- 
I don't okay. care. Whatever. We're going in order. Whatever. 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 Okay, fine. Dane, your thoughts? Um, I'm with Joel. I can't do that. Uh, well, both both of you. Fuck you. Um, Chris, you want to join this heel? Uh, yeah, Bell's not. Yeah, Bell's not coming off the list right now. Oh, my fucking goodness. This is like a fucking paradox. Okay. All right. So, our first two rounds were unsuccessful, so we're going to go with the most obvious one. We're just going to go ahead and go straight to Val Kilmer. Uh, Dane, is Val Kilmer coming off the list for you? Yeah, Val Kilmer can leave. And, you know, I love Val Kilmer, and I don't think he did that horrible of a job, but he wasn't anything that memorable either. So, uh, go back to doing your thing, Val. If you didn't know what I just Eat did, shit, I bit my teeth Dane, like you, Iceman. You Val Kilmer hating son of a bitch. <laughs> I like Val Kilmer, damn it! <laughs> no, you just straight, you just straight hated on him. So, just sit the hell down. Well, I'm going to be completely honest. I was just going to... I was going to take a, a, a steaming dump on Val Kilmer as Batman. Um, oh, my but since, gosh. Since we all want wrong with George y'all. Clooney gone also, how about we just group this? How about four and five is George Clooney and um, Val Kilmer? So go off the list. Yes. No, yes. no, I'm, I do not. Yes. Oh, Kanan, yes as well. Kanan. Sorry. I was on mute. Kanan <laughs> left. Kanan left. What happened to Kanan? Oh my! I guess he left. I guess he couldn't take the heat. The heat is probably, probably an accident behind that. Oh no, he's back. Yeah, right. he was by accident. Yeah, we thought you were mad. What's up, man? Are you okay? No, no, I thought y'all hung up on me. I'm like, well, damn, I can't have an no, opinion. No, come on, man. We weren't, we weren't gonna hang up on you. No, okay. All right. So, I, yeah, I do not. I do not. Yeah, I don't agree. Okay, let's just all agree that Clooney's off the board. But I am not agreeing with Val Kimmer being lumped in with him. So, well, Clooney can go, and then we'll go back around. Sad thing is, Cannon, we kind of agreed as like a group that we put Clooney at five and Kilmer at four, so they're both going. Oh my god! Okay. Oh yes. Yeah. All right. So let's make this shit hard. All right, now it's hard. Now so, it's hard. We got Ben Affleck, a.k.a. God's Gift as Batman. Um, and we have Val, uh, I'm sorry, not Val Kuhn, We have Christian Bale, a.k.a. I Need a Cough Drop. And we have Michael Keaton, um, the start of it all. A.k.a. Okay, I don't yell. Right, a.k.a. I don't yell. <laughs> um, I don't have to yell. Um, nor kick. Um, okay, so, all right, so for the number three spot, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to nominate, Christian Bale. Reason why I'm going to Christian Bale, um, everyone always gives me shit for this. My Batman has to not only show true detective skills, he has to also show a very versatile skill of martial arts. And that series fucked up the, uh, the League of Assassins. So that pissed me off, too. And, and I dare anyone to challenge me. <laughs> I wasn't a hero that everyone wanted. I was the hero that I needed. Where is he? I barely breathe. Where are the drugs? Where are the drugs? Um, okay, Where's Rachel? So, um, Rachel! I'm going to nominate Christian Bale. Chris, what's your thoughts? Christian Bale's gone. Fuck him. Hey, wait a minute. Hard no. Christian Bale revitalized the Batman franchise as far as movies go. And whether or not people like his Batman voice is indirectly doesn't matter. 
No, that's not what he said. Well, that's not what he said, and that's the reason why I dislike him. Christian Bale did not incorporate lots of martial arts. He was kind of goofy. He he needed other people for his detective skills, like you know Lucius Fox. He wasn't at you know he wasn't the Batman of the comics, the most intelligent, the the best with fighting. You know he was kind of a a normal like a real world, but it really wasn't that much of a real world. That's what, that's what well, I, I mean, no. yeah, I agree with you as far as, like, yeah, he's not Batman from the comics, but I disagree to the point that he ran three movies, and debatably, those are the best Batman movies. So, I think, yeah. for me, he stays yeah, the villains, here. The villains made the those villains movies. Yeah, the villains made those movies. I, I'll tell you well, I mean, right. okay, that's fine, but I he's still the Batman that's in those movies. Right. Let me say this, Chris. When when you think of Batman Begins, you think Christian Bale, what a great job he did. He brought Batman back from uh, the graveyard that Clooney left it in. Um, so I'll give you that. Now, when you ask anybody about the Dark Knight, Heath Ledger is the first thing that comes up. The very first thing that comes up. When you not, not, for me. <laughs> not, for, not for me. We've already had this conversation on the, on the page as well. Heath Ledger to me just did, he just gimmicked Tom Waits' voice and was kind of an average Joker. I would go the same way, like the way you guys feel about Christian Bale as Batman, that's how I feel about like Heath Ledger as the Joker. So let's, and the thing I'll is, put that on Front Street. Is, I don't oh my God, Cut him off. He wasn't that's the, um, Kanan, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let Chris. Chris is making a very valid point. The shit we gave Christian Bale. We're not even talking not, about the damn Joker. We're not gonna shit all over Heath Ledger's performance, okay? Give me we're a damn not, break. We're not. We're not. Hold on. I just want to bring what Chris was saying into proper perspective, and then I'm, we're gonna move forward from it. The Joker was not the Joker we know. It was from no iteration of the comic at all. Christopher Nolan completely made up that idea of the Joker. The makeup, the stars, the whole story of it, of, of how, the long hair, everything like that. It was not a, a Joker that we know. It was a very weird, um, you know, more, it was, it was an amazing thing of that's not the Joker. It was a Tom Waits impression. Right. Didn't it really, really was. Didn't really laugh. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. So all I'm saying is I understand that point, Chris. All we're saying is is that Christian Bale did not, was not the Batman that he should have been. That's not to say Christian Bale was horrible in any of these movies. He's not Kevin Conroy, but, basically. He's not he's not the ultimate badass yeah. Batman. The one that's not really no, that's basically superhuman because there's no way someone could be that good at martial arts, that that intelligent. You know, the the cream of the crop. Chris, the cream of the crop. Oh, I'm not disagreeing on the fact. I mean, he's not number one on my list with a bullet by far, but I still put him above Michael Keaton, and I will because I'm not going to hold on to nostalgia and be like that Michael Keaton was a great Batman. No No way. We'll get get to that. All right, so, Dane, so, okay. All right, wait, 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 wait. I've I've seen aerobics classes for for moms that did the exact same routine that was the, the fighting choreography in the fucking Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> so that's all I have to say. Keep on going. Uh, okay, so Chris is a no for uh, Christian Bale at number three. Um, Kanan, are you good with Christian Bale coming off, uh, coming off at number three? Yes. Okay. 
Dane, are you okay with Christian Bale coming off for number three? What do you think, Batman? <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. Um, Joel, are you okay with Bale going off at number three? Can I explain why I agree? Sure, go ahead. No. So, <laughs> let me explain it. Because I can't just shoot on Bale because I love Bale. And I love the Dark Knight trilogy. But as, as much as I love Christian Bale, mm-hmm. there's, just, there's just so many things I didn't get out of that performance. That I can't make him a top three, but top two. Oh, I mean, he's top three. I'm sorry. Right. He's not top three. Top yeah, three. he could be top three definitely. But Christian Bale's, I mean, choices in those movies were weren't terrible. Like he was the man. Well, he was the. They were that was those were the best Batman movies arguably ever. Like Chris said. Right. But he wasn't the best Batman ever. Those nope. movies were great. Mm-hmm. But he, there, I like. I sat there, and I remember the trilogy ending, and I'm like, I still wanted to see certain things that I never got until never got. Let's to just see. say recently, right. <laughs> so, like, like maybe kicking. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, but someone that kicking. could actually probably fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, not that Michael Keaton's fighting was much better, but I still felt like Michael Keaton could probably fight better. Than <laughs> the thing, the thing is, Michael Michael Keaton's Batman. So uh, was was better was a better Batman than the Christian Bale's Batman. In my opinion, yeah. Right. All right, so Christian Bale, you're gone. Uh, all right, so now we get to the real. Now we get to the. Now we get to the real. Yeah, double Chris is gone. Now we get to the um, real Brad Pitt. We have Michael Keaton, the nostalgia of Batman, and we get to the new age, the heaven sent Batman we've all been waiting for, ripped out of the comics. From the video game. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I sounding biased? It, it, am I sounding like Ben Affleck's my number one pick? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so, so, all right. So here's the question. And I'm going to start with you, Dane. Put you right on that goddamn hot seat. Is Ben Affleck coming off as your number two? So is Ben, ben Affleck coming off the list? No, no, no. Is, uh. is he your number two? Is he your number two? What, by, and then making Michael Keaton my number one is what you're asking, right? Right, right, yep. So would I take Ben Affleck off the list over Michael Keaton? Right, right. Okay. Um, all right, let, let me let me let me process this. Ben Affleck, in the 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 small amount of stuff that we saw on BBS, I mean, we got a good chunk from him. Uh, besides the murderous shit. Straight out of the comic books, straight out of the animated series, straight out of the video games. We still haven't really been able to get into his detective mind. We just assume that he's kind of presented himself into, you know, what he did with Wonder Woman, but even though Wonder Woman actually got the better of him, but then he got the better of her too. You know, he, he, he's definitely showing signs of that concept. Um, when we look at Michael Keaton, he might not have visually looked like it, but that was around the time period that the Dark Knight, the concept that they were creating, Frank Miller made, the, the transition of Batman, that was new. There wasn't a lot of stuff for him to do and, and, and look back at. Him and Tim Burton got a very much a similar performance of that style of Batman that was not like the one beforehand at an early time, and he did show detective work in his movies. Yeah, his martial arts was still better than Christian Bale's choreography, at least to me, uh, he was murderous, too. He blew up people, actually. So, for all that, now that I'm incorporating both things, 
I got to see more Ben Affleck, but I'm going to keep Ben Affleck. So, okay, cool. Um, Kanan, who's coming uh Is Ben Affleck coming off for you? Uh, no, he's not. And I, and honestly, I love Keaton. If you would have asked me this before BBS, of course, Keaton would have been my number one, but, um, you know, just like in football, Joe Montana to me was always the greatest quarterback until Tom Brady brought his team back from, uh, 25 points down to win the Super Bowl. Ben Affleck is definitely not coming off at number two. So sorry, Keaton, maybe if you hadn't become the vulture, I would have rolled with you, but it's coming <laughs> off, baby. Mm. All right. So, Chris, it is now for you. Ben, even uh, though I know your answer, is Ben coming <laughs> off the list? Is who coming off the list? Is Ben coming off the list for you? Ben Affleck? No. Ben's staying. Keaton's going. And I will give the simple reason of I just believe Ben Affleck more as Bruce Wayne which is a huge part of Batman that we don't talk about a I agree. Lot. I agree. So it, it, in that sense, I just think that Ben Affleck is a better Batman. Michael Keaton's not a very believable Bruce Wayne to me. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Ben keeping him number one with a bullet. Yeah. yeah it, I love that with a bullet. I mean, my biggest thing is um, I still have the VHS of, of Michael Keaton's um, two, uh, two Batman. Um, and Michelle Pfeiffer to me will always be the one of the greatest female. Uh, I guess would you call her anti-heroes? Right. Um, she did a yeah. remarkable job. But what I always go to is Ben. Not only gave us that lovable Bruce Wayne charm, he also gave us that dark, rooting yeah. Batman that's been through some shit. Um, and the biggest thing I always I always look at is Batman has to be multifaceted, right? There has to be so many. There has to be a lot of levels to Batman and to Bruce Wayne. Uh, to Chris's point, to, because we never really bring up Bruce Wayne. There has to be uh, a lot of levels to it. Ben, from what we saw, and Dane, to a degree, I do agree that we do need to see maybe a full movie of just Ben. The only reason why BVF is enough for me is because there is only five to six scenes that did not have Ben Affleck in as either Bruce Wayne or Batman. In that entire almost three-hour movie, only five to six scenes did not have him in it. So it was technically his movie. (laughs) So um, I saw enough from him on that, that he gave me Bruce Wayne. He gave me the detective. He gave me the crime fighter. He gave me that ominous person that was... Yes, the K Crusader, and most importantly, and I, I don't blame this on Michael Keaton, it's more so Tim Burton's fault. Ben Affleck's Batman gave us that terrifying image, that terrifying figure. Like, when that motherfucker arrives, people are scared, scared shit. Michael Keaton's Batman. It was like a horror movie. Right, it was like a horror movie, and that's what Batman was supposed to have been, was more of the Frank Miller developed Batman, where he got a lot more hardcore. Um, and also, Ben could give us that charming Bruce Wayne that could host a, uh, you know, a, um, a gala and be that charming, uh, smirking Bruce Wayne that we know right out of the past. Um So Ben doesn't come off this list to me because he is the complete 
Batman on all levels, both Bruce Wayne and Batman. What the hell? Okay, so Joel, what are your thoughts? So, same question? Same question. Um, Van doesn't leave. Um, obviously. Right. For my, for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as much as I love Michael Keaton. Right. Michael Keaton was my Batman. Mm-hmm. I grew up with Michael Keaton. Nostalgia plays a huge factor. Love it, Keaton. Um, he defined Batman for a very long, him and Kevin Conroy, for a long time in my head, even more so. And I used to watch the Adam West Batman when I was too fast. But it was not, I just played it off as a joke compared to the other two. Right, exactly. So, Ben Affleck in the small amount of time, I swear, even though he, he was in a lot of BBS, yeah, he was. We, he, it wasn't his movie. It, he wasn't the only focus. There was a lot of focuses. Mm-hmm. And he was focuses. Focuses. And he was one of them. And in the small... They hit a lot of the, the right marks. Now, this Batman's more broken, obviously. Mm. This is an older Batman. He's a broken Batman. He's, he's obviously he's a little reckless with and, and not doesn't give a shit as much about no. casualties, especially the bad guys. When yes. fuck. He will fuck you up. up. Yes, this Batman fights. Mm-hmm. All right, we're talking about Batman. I'm not even talking about Ben Affleck. We're talking about this Batman inter- interpretation. This Batman can fight. That is the best fucking Batman suit I've ever seen yes, in my is. entire life. Yes, it is. And I've waited my whole life to see that shit come to life, and they did it. Yep. <laughs> they did I it. mean, Joel, he got shot in the fucking head. In the back of the head. And ate that shit, man. <laughs> Are you serious? Arms. Exactly. And the gadget. The yeah. fucking gadgets. How long have we been waiting yeah. that warehouse, for actual yeah. Batman that gadgets? Warehouse scene. That warehouse scene might be the most iconic comic book scene, scene. ever. Amazing ever. Scene. An amazing scene. So it seems like we're all on the same page that, sorry, Michael Keaton, you're number two. I love Michael. To the new kid in town, Mr. Ben Affleck himself. So we have decided for the geek world. <laughs> so I don't want to hear this shit anymore. Okay? Ben Affleck is now the best between Keaton and Ben. um, The best on screen Bruce Wayne slash Batman. And don't give me that killing shit because my Keaton cold bloodedly put a bomb on that fat motherfucker. Exactly. And he blew him up and smiled. Yes, he did. (laughs) And I'm going to be completely honest. I think majority of our Batmans killed people. That's true. Yes. Every single one of them. All of them were murderers. I mean, shit, yeah. fucking Christian Bale took out the whole entire commune of the League of Assassins with a, one explosion. <laughs> Michael Keaton straight up looked at someone and and blew them up and made them go on fire in front of them. I mean, horrible stuff. I would say Dane. I would say I would say uh, I would say Christian Bell was more like if they die they die like Russian style from Rocky Four. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is, and this is never gonna happen, but let me paint a scene, guys. And before we transition to get out of here, because it's been a great show, but we gotta we gotta roll it up soon. But um, if they do Christ on Infinite Earth, and it's like I said, it's never gonna happen, and the floodgates are open. And Batman's doing a rally call, and all the Earths are are participating in one. And you have Ben Affleck telling something, and then Christian Bale's walks on camera, and then Michael Keaton walks on camera. I will shit my pants. I will think that's the coolest shit ever. But Ben Affleck, Dang. I think you are right. That is, he's the best Batman so far, presented of what I know from the comics. Joan, how do you I feel will- about that? And why don't you do a little send off, and then pass it to Joel. All right, I will say this. The best way that we could see someone top Ben Affleck's Batman is if what I'm hearing comes to fruition 
in this DC uh, EU universe. What I'm hearing is there are plans after uh, Flash's first movie to start to dabble in um, Flashpoint. And what I'm hearing is there will be a scene where we may see in the future Bruce Wayne by Ben Affleck talking to Jeffrey and now you broke up. Thomas Wayne. Can you hear me? You said Ben Affleck is Batman meeting Thomas Wayne, a.k.a. Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Yep, that's what I'm hearing, that they will have a scene together, that both fucking in costume as respective Batman. And once I see that, oh. I might even move Keaton down another notch just to put Jeffrey Dean Morgan like right underneath Ben Affleck. It's not the same Batman. If we see Flashpoint and that happens, I will be a very happy person. Joel, how do you feel about all this Batman talk? And why don't you say goodbye to everyone? Tell them that, you know... You love them and stuff. Well, I do say uh, Yes, Ben Affleck is the current reigning Bat champion. Yes, he is. And he will stay that way until, until he is taken over in the future, maybe, ever. Who knows? I'm not, I'm not trying to think about it. No, I don't want that. I want Ben. Ben stays, and that's all I want. Thank you. <laughs> you and this goddamn dry uh, drop the mic moment. Sound, sound like a, sound, yeah, he just sounded like a crackhead a little bit just there. Are you guys smoking crack? <laughs> Kanan, how do maybe. you feel? Say goodbye to all, everyone, uh, all the people out there. Yes, goodbye. Ben Affleck is the best Batman. So, stay classy. <laughs> oh, a lot of love for Ben Affleck. Gerald, say goodbye to all the people out there. I had a fun time tonight. Um, I'm sorry, but Michael Keaton will always be the best Batman to me until I see more of Ben Affleck. But you guys have a good night. All right, always got to create that, that, that fire at the end. And, of course, Mr. Fire himself, Christopher Ray Patton, thanks for coming on, buddy, and sign off from everybody. All right. Well, uh, check out geek, check out the, the wrestling podcast for sure. And then also, um, yeah, Ben Affleck is my best Batman because I think he was the best Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne's a big part of it. And I really enjoyed listening to you guys. Great interview, and it was a good show. And I, I'm glad I got to be a part of it. Thank you, guys. No. Thank you. And it was a great show. We had a lot of fun with our guest, Cal Todd. Or um, Gal Gadot. No, not Gal Gadot. Cal Todd. Man, now I can't do it. Anyways, we had an amazing fucking interview, amazing show, lots of great news. We found out Ben Affleck was the best Batman. I feel like I feel like dancing a little bit. You guys want to guys want to dance? All right. Yeah, I like that. All right. Well, you guys have a good one out there. This is another episode of Geek Buzz Live. Keep that heat up, you know. Keep getting people pissed off, but don't say stuff like, "Well, still be a dick." Like All right. Peace out. Wanna do a screw up, screw up, yeah, Papa and Pop. So slut stuff, the end hunt, stick to clutch. Yeah, I squeeze three at your cherry MC, bang every MC easily. Hey, easily, 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 eas